welcome back. Uh, it actually really is welcome back because it's been a minute. But welcome back to another episode of the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, I don't really know her like that. Um, I ain't got no AKAs. Uh, it's been a long time since you have heard my country ass intro this show. Uh, we're happy to be back. And as always, I am back with my friend and my co-host. What's up, y'all? It's official. I am Bianca for real, for real now. Um, it was yes. looking cool, I guess. But uh, now, yep, that's that's all me. Um, the courts made it legal, and I'm making it legal every damn way else. It's been a hell of a week. Uh, so you can find me at Bianca AEM on Twitter. That's just Bianca and then my initials. Um, you can find me still at tallbianca.jpg on your Instagram. And elsewhere, just hit that link tree. You know, I'll be out here doing things and whatnot. You're doing, so, uh, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Yeah, I also don't have an AKA. It's just me. Why would I have an AKA when I got the name I wanted after all these time? I'm going to say that your name is your AKA. Hey. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> By that. But... Yes, uh, it's been a while. Um, I if you listen to the Patreon, you subscribe to the Patreon. I've said this uh, on the Patreon, but I'll say it here. Um, we kind of unofficially, uh, well, not like unintentionally took a bit of hiatus, um, uh, because uh, Bianca, um, like for all these years, like we usually have recorded our shows on Mondays and Bianca's uh, work schedule has changed and shifted. So now she works on Mondays and uh, we tried to start recording on Sundays uh, after, uh, after I finished recording Ratchet Ramblings. But being that I had to take over duties since Candace um, is on maternity leave, uh, that was a lot of uh, strain on your boy to uh, record Ratchet Ramblings, do the editing and out and get all the stuff ready for that. Then uh, record, try to record Crown of Collars. And again, we're talking East Coast time. So for me, this is like what, 10, 1030 at night. So that was just a lot of strain on your boy. So we unintentionally uh didn't put out episodes, but we kind of found a medium now where we got a new recording time. So we can start recording and be back in the saddle again. Um, and it's happy to be back. So. Uh, you explained way too much. I mean, shit. Niggas took a break. Uh, we got some scheduling shit worked out. And now we back. So uh, we're happy to give you this content. I believe content will be hitting the mill on Mondays now. Yeah, and the social media posts will go out on Wednesdays, so uh, you will see the episodes before you see the information about the episode. So if you're subscribed, and if you get those notifications on your Apple Podcasts or your TuneIn or your Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts, we all over the place. You will see the episode in your notifications before you see any social media posts about it, because that's just how we get down, and that's how my editing schedule works, and that is kind of the run of things so bear with us as we shift honestly you see the post about it earlier because <laughs> i have time yeah so so it'll it'll be a little bit of a shift in the calendar and trust me this is a good thing because your girl is back to work and i'm back to work on a schedule that works for um, a number of other parties as well and the podcast because you know this is 
I, we've known this seven years. I, I don't get paid for doing this. Um, we don't get paid for doing this. We don't turn y'all into credit card machines and demand payment from y'all to access this content um, in any form other than as a thank you slash bonus to yourself um, if you wanted to give a very small amount. But we're here and we're going to continue to give you the same good old show we've been. It's just going to come to you a little earlier in the week. So we are very happy to get on with the show. And before you do, if you want to do that bonus content thing, just go to flawlessnoises.com, click that uh, become a patron via the donate tab and choose to give us at the $2, $5 or $10 levels. $10 level gets you everything that we have to offer behind the paywall. $5 level gets you most of it. But this is a buffet. We got a lot of different pro uh, properties here on the Flawless Nodes Media Network. So we love that you are here for us and with us. And we hope that you find other things here within this network. While at the same time, we don't want to make it seem like oh, you can only listen to this network. We got a lot of dope shit, but it's a lot of other dope creators out there too. So shout out to you. Just uh, don't get caught listening to Kevin Sanders. All right, let's move on with the show. <laughs> First of all, hold on. I want to say, I want to say this because I don't really be on social media like I used to like that for real, for real. And so, and God knows, especially like straight Twitter, because let me tell you, straight Twitter is the ghetto. But like I'll be I, on Twitter because y'all don't give me the, the props I deserve. Between the fire tweets and the fire selfies, I don't get the props I deserve. <laughs> You're doing amazing, y'all. Uh, but I didn't like I I still don't know like who Kevin Samuels is and like how he came to like prominence or whatever. So, like obviously I know he is a person that exists, but I really don't know what the fuck is the appeal of this motherfucker. But the fact that this motherfucker and Umar Johnson are going back and forth having a battle of the inst of the nigger sales. And the fact that motherfuckers is like being like, like saying that Umar Johnson is right about something. It's we are in strange times in 2021. We are in extremely strange times and I'm not certain that this is the trajectory that we need to go. Um, both Kevin Samuels from all I can see um, and Umar Johnson are not people that we need to be listening to. Um, and even if one is right about the other, they are both wrong than a motherfucker and we need to leave both of them in the garbage. Hmm. And also the fact that I've seen grown men talk on social media, you know, in the few veins that I've seen this, this nigga been brought up, the fact that motherfuckers was like, yeah, Kevin Samuels told Taught me how to dress better. Nigga, what? And then, oh boy, he had the paper sack suit on from. Anyway, let's, yeah. Uh, let's not give him much, many, many more nickels in his meter. Uh, and let's move on, actually. What, uh, true. Because, I mean, again, they're, they're both, uh, I mean, Kevin, Sa ask JB walked so Kevin Sanders could, could limp, I guess. So. No, I, was, <laughs> I was wondering where you was going with that. Um, but, uh, ooh, yeah, mm, the suit, yeah, I see it, I see it. But anyway, we do have some content. Um, let's start off with this. Uh, speaking speaking of trolls, Miss um, uh, Zanique, um, T.I. and Tiny's daughter, uh, she got into a bit of uh, heated discussion uh, recently. Um, Zanique recently jumped on Instagram Live and had an awkward interaction with a fan. The fan joined the video and asked if they could rap for her. 
Um, when she agreed, the fan began to troll her. The fan started questioning her over the allegations against her parents. Uh, quote, so question, when is your parents going to jail for taking out for taking all them people? Asked the fan. How many kids are in the dungeon? When are they going to jail? First of all, I just want to stop it right there. Uh, that is... <laughs> That is mad rude to say to Zadik. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like, mm -hmm. say what you will rightfully about her parents. Uh, because again, I completely do believe the allegations, but that ain't got shit to do with Zadik. <laughs> and that is like mad rude to like not only tell that of say that to her, um, and troll her about which you know that person would not say that to Zadik's face. You know they wouldn't. Full effect. Right. Um, although the exchange was very uncomfortable, Zanique kept her composure and she explained that she has nothing to do with the allegations against her parents, as she well should. Because, I mean, what, what else can you really say? Like, you can't say nothing stupid like that is, you know, shaming victims or saying, you know, that, you know, these bitches lying on my parents. Like, you can't say that. But this is also your parents. And this is they mess, and now you getting trolled about it because they your parents. So she handled it, and that is about as well as you can handle it. Uh, and that is to say that, listen, that is between my mom and my dad, and it ain't got nothing to do with me. Please leave me out of it. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Because, because again, you know that person would not say that to Zonique's face. You know they would. I mean, they wouldn't say that to a classmate that didn't like face. I mean... Yeah. A lot of these people on these apps, people got to realize, uh, you know, all talk and no smoke. Like, more sizzle and steak, more bark than bite. Like, on and on and on we can go with this. But, yeah, un understand. The, the person on social media that you might be upset about an opinion over probably has it worse off than you. And none of us is exactly balling out of control. So just remember that, okay? Everybody. Do us that favor. Let's have a let's have a summer of discarding opinions from people with 26 followers. All right. They're, they're, yeah, they're not they're not they're not too busy for Twitter. They they are they are not in the class of 2021 because there's really no such thing on Twitter. Um, either you got suspended and you want a new page and all your followers refined you, or you're not that good at this shit. And even your family don't give a fuck about what you got to say. So you find yourself engaged in one of these disputes or one of these 24 follower, 38 follower accounts. This is me verbally smacking the shit out of you in advance of that. So please stop. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, thank you for the PSA, Bianca. <laughs> but hey. I agree with you. Like, motherfuckers really have to, like, listen, sometimes it is, uh, a lot of times, actually, it is not worth engaging and having a, an, an opinion about an opinion that you see that you do not like on social media. It really is not that. It really is not not that worth it because you are giving more clout and credence to the opinion that you don't like by giving an opinion about the opinion that you do not like. Sometimes you, a lot of times, you just gotta scroll, dog. Like for yeah. real, take the screenshot, put it in the group text, laugh at it, that keep it moving. Is listen what Curtis always used to say: hashtag keep it in our message. Mm -hmm. um, moving right along, staying in the in in the ATL, um, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. It has explained why she put a lot of stink on that on that bottoms. <laughs> you yeah, you flexed on that one a little bit. What, what was that all about? Well, I mean, she in the bottoms as far with the in the court of public. You know what? Yeah, move on, move on. Story time. What, what's the what's the story? 
<laughs> but uh, she explained why she will not be seeking a second term uh, during a 40-minute news conference. Bottom said her decision to not run for re-election was a very difficult one, but not made in haste, um, but after, quote, thoughtful prayer and consideration. In fact, she said she has been thinking about it for a very long time. She said, this has been my, the, my highest honor to serve as the mayor of the city. Mm. <laughs> Ask your residents, especially the black ones. Um, but anyway, um, said Bottoms, uh, she said, my love of this city was love painted in my heart long before I was planted in my mother's womb. Uh, okay, girl. Uh, <laughs> I, wish that, I wish that I could tell you that there was a moment uh, for this thing, but when you have faith and when you pray God's wisdom, blah, 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 uh, it was the very clear decision that I needed to step down and that my tenure as mayor uh, has come to an end and I can pass the baton uh, to someone else. Um, now the article goes into lying, talking about she was praised locally and nationally, maybe nationally, but locally, shit. Again, with, with black residents, shit. Because listen, listen, and I think you have said this, Bianca, before, um, and I think we was talking about um, Barack, actually. There was a lot of um, fictive kinship when uh, Keisha not only ran, but also run. Cause you know, that's how black folks do. It's like, oh, we, you know, see one of us and you know, we see one of us running and hopefully, you know, think that they maybe can make a change in this bullshit. And then, you know, they get in and it's like, well, uh, maybe, maybe they had good intentions, but uh, they actually making this shit pretty worse. And that was kind of the case with Keisha. Like, I mean, Atlanta really didn't have a, like they had Keisha and then a, a openly racist white lady and they chose Keisha and why they didn't get the openly racist white lady they damn sure got racist policies um under Keisha especially when it pertains to the police so you know it's a mixed bag of like yes black male yes you know black woman you know representation and all that stuff breaking barriers but then she you get in and you know it's kind of more the same so it's it's definitely a mixed bag as far as Keisha goes. I don't think, first of all, I, I'm glad that she's not running for a second term. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be blatant and openly blunt about that. Now, who follows in her footsteps, that is going to be left to determine, but I don't think, um, I don't think she will be, um, I don't think she's gonna be remembered as favorably as she thinks and as this, as the the article and the, and the national level, um, uh, tends to view kind of like Laura Lightfoot over in Chicago. Not to that extreme because Laura is definitely worse than Keisha, but what I'm saying is like they, they legacy is not going to slap the way they, they think it does. Yeah, she said she had a uh, a 40 minute press conference. Let me let me do this in 40 seconds right fast. Hold on. I'm going to wait till the next minute rolls around on the, uh, on the timer here. It's at 48 seconds right now, so I am filibustering, but I promise you with a thousand percent conviction. I can do her press conference in 40 seconds or less. Uh, there's no way in fucking hell it should have taken that long. Three, two, one. Okay, boom. Here we go. I'm not running for mayor a second time. This job changes people. And there was no way I could have done this as optimally as even I may have wanted to. And there's no love in this position. There was no way to do it to really anyone's satisfaction enough. The criticism is real. Criticism is true. And unfortunately, I am not greater than this machine. Thank you. Basically, 24 seconds. 24 seconds. I got that done in 
way less time than I should have fucking taken, right? Like that, like you, you as as a mayor, you cannot be thanked enough, right? Like let's, because I'm glad you brought up Chicago actually, right? Because it was Lightfoot and then Preckwinkle was kind of the race there, and Lightfoot won by like a three to one ratio in the votes, and the turnout mm-hmm. wasn't super high there, but like what we knew was, oh fuck no, Preckwinkle can't win this race. And then Lightfoot gets there and she starts doing all this weird shit where it's just like, is this her personality or is this, is this the office that does this to people? And I, I am not so eye in the sky that I think like the mythical, like political hero is coming to like unfuck the, the gross fucking of what it means to run a major metro city, um, especially one as black as Chicago or Atlanta because your wealthy elite run those cities. Yeah. And in those cities, it's your wealthy black elite, um, which is why we keep hearing, uh, you know, Mr. Bean and Michael as much as we do. But uh, yeah, that that's not a that's not a job where like you enter it where people feel good about you because you're not the person that they don't feel as good about, right? And some measure of optimism carries at the front end, but at the back end, that's just gonna burn you out, like. That's just what that job does. That's what that office does. And I'm not making an excuse. I'm not, you know, conjuring up any of that because I don't, you know, my the mayor in my city is catching hell. The mayor in my hometown is catching hell. Like the thing they have in common is their mayors. Mm-hmm. And, I, to, and as to, mayors, you catch hell. Like exclamation yeah. mark. To piggyback off of what you, something you said because it did jump out is like whether like the job changes you or like you had some of that in you going in. I think, honestly, I don't think it's like a strong either way. I think it's a bit of both. Like I think- with Oh, some, no question. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'd say no, no question on that. Like it, yeah. it definitely- Cause I think with some- That's why I said, I was like, I'm not making excuses, right? Like yeah. that's the thing, right? I want to make it very clear that it, like, this isn't an excuse for the ways in which she could have done some things differently or held some press conferences differently. Um, and that is, that's public relations. Um, that's not up to snuff. And again, how much of that is a reflection on the individual? How much of that is a reflection on this job just does not, like, this job does not let you keep your angel wings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, on a local level, a federal level, I think that's kind of the nature of, like, again, like, this system. Like, I think on some level, like, some of that probably is in you, not to an extreme, but, like, for some policy, certain policies, certain maneuvers, like some, you have to have a bit of, um, well, put it like this, like to, to make respectability of politics policies, you have to have a bit of respectability in you. Oh, for you sure. You know what I'm saying? And then and the, and then the job, oh, go, go ahead. Listen, we're all learning that shit. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't, and that's what I'm saying. Like some of that has to be in you, but then also the job demands that. You know what I'm saying? So it it is because uh, when you say that it's jumped out, and I definitely you know, and again, like you said, this is not making excuses. It's just that it's definitely a both thing. It's like I don't think, you know, and you know, we say this all the time. Like sometimes people go into the system wanting to change it, and they have good intentions, and then the system is like, "Bitch, you thought." <laughs> uh, yeah, like do, I don't. Do you remember that the old insult about Barack Obama was that he was the community organizer? Right. But before the tan suit, it was, wow, they're going to really have a community organizer be the president. And then yeah. he gets in that office and you realize that office doesn't let you be a community organizer. It just doesn't. Yeah. It, it makes you sort of 
complicit in how the global tilting of the balance is so heavily skewed toward America and the way that they'll market it as it's the it's the cost of freedom. And Ooh, yeah. You know, it's the cost of freedom versus the price versus the price of treason, right? Like which yeah. which one do you value more and you know, because America what, what systems like, Yeah, what systems hold up what other systems, right? Yeah. And which which Jenga block do you pull that sends the whole fucking thing crashing down? And what we're seeing as this country approaches 250 years of existing and a good chunk of that, you know, regarded globally as, you know, a world power, a place of aspiration uh, for people from, you know, lesser means or whatever, is that eventually, like, the check is going to come due. Mm. And I don't know if that's going to be within my lifetime or if that's going to be for the people beyond me, which is why, again, so much of my work is focused on making sure the youth have a better shot at it, that bill not coming when their time comes. Mm-hmm. And the way we protect against that is we just try to make a more just and favorable and fair world, except for the number of people who are uselessly neutral toward the goings on, right? Like, you know, I, I ignored Donald Trump as a means of self-care. Um, and I pay attention to the Biden administration because, again, we don't know what, what's good versus what's bad going to come out. And you've got to know both possibilities. You've got to know both outcomes. And it makes sense to know, even if I'm not burning 45 tweets about it a day or anything, um, to, to remain aware, to remain conscious and to say, hey, on a... On a national level on an international these things are fucked up on a local level here's what the hell i'm gonna do about it yeah and so yeah you know, i don't i think what i'm trying to say here is i don't fault uh keisha lance bottoms for not running for re-election i don't know if atlanta has the you could run again once or if it's one of those you can run again twice type places i know some cities i think um, it's you can you can run twice Okay, because I know some some cities, um, you can just keep running as much as you want, and then nobody challenges you, and the next thing you know, you're the mayor for 35 years. If I'm not mistaken, I, you can you can run twice. I you know I have to definitely look it up for verification, but if I'm I'm pretty damn sure you can run twice. Yeah, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, if you want to filibuster while I. Uh... No, but I I I do I do think like I you know and again I. I, when Keisha first ran, I did have a level of optimism. Now, granted, when she ran, my politics were not as um, left as they are now. But even with, like, how how I am now, like, I did, on some level, have a bit of, you know, optimism about Keisha going in. But that, the problem with that and, like, just any marginalized person, like, you insert a marginalized person entering, you know, the system on a broader scale like you go in with the hope of you know this is a marginalized person yes the system is trash but at least they will you know maybe not try to add on to the trash and make it like less trash and then i think that the fucked up part about politics in general is that you go in with that optimism but then the policy slammed down and, and it, that reality hits in it's like some now some and this is not saying like none of them do good or don't do any good but either they the the amount of good they do is limited or you know and again you know using you know lori as you know an example some of them don't even like attempt to try to do good 
Like Laura got in Chicago and kept the same goddamn fucked up policies as the as the nigga that, that was the cracker that came before her. Yeah, I'm looking now at the 20 cents. So yeah, Kasim Reed didn't run because uh, term limits kept him from running. So that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and yeah, like the city of Atlanta was less than 800 votes away from uh, Norwood's racist shit um, being the pilot of the state. Um, which, if I remember right, was the precedent to uh, Brian Kemp versus Stacey Abrams, which I think that was 2018. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, Georgia has had four seats of, of prominence come down to some pretty fucking tight wires. And to the extent that we already saw what happened on a presidential level in 2016, so in that, in that same era, basically, I am glad that all the doors ultimately slid the way they did. The dissatisfaction is real. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't vote for anybody because I think they're going to always do what I want to do. I just think they're going to do less of what I don't want um, than the other motherfucker who, you know, look around the country, for instance, right? There are over 100 um, anti-transgender um, bills being floated at statewide levels um, looking to keep us from everything from you know, legal name changes to participation in youth sports as trans-identifying children to blocking access to healthcare. And those things are happening in places I would never dare live, but somebody has to live, right? And somebody has a comparable life story to mine and somebody is having to make hay out of shit. And it, it, it sucks. It really does. And it sucks that this is the system that we largely quote unquote get to choose from um because again at around every corner you look hard enough somebody wants to take somebody else's rights away and when the bell tolls and it's yours then who got your back so i don't know i just like i said i understand completely uh, keisha lance bottoms decision to not run um and I will say, you know, bon nuit and bon chance to whoever runs next. Uh, it looks like so far, uh, Sharon Gray, who's an attorney in Atlanta, Felicia Moore, who does have a Wikipedia page. She is the uh, president of the Atlanta City Council. And a cartoonist who is running with the Green Party um, is also declared uh, member of the state senators looking at running. Mary Norwood's looking at running again. The Atlanta Hawks CEO is also looking at at this. Uh, Steve Coonan, which I'm sorry, dog, you can't have that last name be the mayor. Of <laughs> <laughs> like you, mayor of Atlanta with that name? Come on, dog. Come on. You can't. You come nah, on, dog. No. Nah. No, honestly, we—he should be taking off the ballot just for that alone. To be perfectly damn honest, like you can own you can own the Hawks because I mean we don't care about. But no, the mayor, no, no. K o o n i n. Anyway, what else we got? <sighs> well, speaking of coons, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Christopher Brown had a party shut down by LAPD. Uh, a large crowd was dispersed by the LAPD at the home of Christopher, Mr. Christopher Brown on Tuesday morning on May 6th. According to NBC4, officers responded to a loud noise call at the 32-year-old singer's 
on Tarzania Mansion in San Fernando, San Fernando Valley in the early hours as the star celebrated his birthday. The police did not state how many guests were in attendance at the gathering. However, they estimated between 300 and 500 parked cars nearby. Um, Damn. So I guess my question is, was Drake and I Love Mackin in there? Because them niggas was going up on a Tuesday. You know, I'm mad that the story actually set you up for that joke. <laughs> I'm mad that the story set you up for that. Um, the only thing I really have to say is uh, doing a whole pandemic, dog. Like yeah. we still we still are in a whole pandemic. There was a there was a time where uh, Los Angeles had numbers of one in fewer than a hundred people like tested positive for coronavirus. Now again, that doesn't constitute every single individual there, but when the test rates were like that strong, like nah, you gotta. Uh-uh. But also, it's Chris Brown. Uh, we gave him an award years ago on this show where we would put as little quarters in his meter as possible. Um, so all I'm going to say is, if he was at that nut-ass party, shame on you. Pretty much. Because, again, we are still in a pandemic, dog. Like, I and I, I keep... Because, again, like, I don't... It, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I took the vaccine. I got to get my second dose on the 26th. But, dog, the vaccine um, is not a cure. It is protection. Yeah. Yep, you could you could still catch coronavirus. Now, you, now they, the CDC uh, showed today somebody who is a who's a doctor who needs to be disbarred already um, spread a rumor that if you got the Pfizer vaccine, then you could fast vaccine spikes to somebody who was unvaccinated. And that's just like not only is that not true, it's goofy to think it's possible. To right. It's like saying, if I stand next to you and you have dreadlocks and you touch my shoulder with your dreadlocks, I'm going to have shoulder length dreadlocks. <laughs> you just stand next to them, all of a sudden they're going to become a roster. Yeah, so that that was kind of what she was, and that's, that's just not how this particular virus works. They've done a lot of studies on it. They know pretty well how it works. That's how a vaccine was able to get rolled out so fast. That's also like because of what they know about it. That's why the vaccine isn't like, you know, oh, you you were just incapable of getting it. It's just you Listen, get it. And goddamn, it ain't gonna really do nothing to you. Cause goddamn, Rona be mutating like every other day. Yep, they talk about these new strains and this and that. And they're like, oh, we might be having to get back to the beginning of the year. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, sign me up. But I think even then, that would just be like a booster shot, right? Like how you yeah get the uh, the tetanus zone every four or uh, ten years. Mm-hmm. Until you're uh, 30, I think. So, all right. Um, but moving on, sp- uh, speaking of boosters, um, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson um, is talking big shit as he gives up for his first boxing match. Uh, the 43 year old um, retired NFL star, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, um, will appear on the undercard of the Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul exhibition bout on June 6th. Uh, 2021 uh, at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. Johnson recently checked in with the I Am Legend, I Am Athlete podcast where he revealed the news. He said, I got a phone call about four days ago with the opportunity that presented itself and it's one that I really couldn't pass up. Um, he said, I mean, I could pass it up, but why Why not being that, uh, that everything I do in my life, I'm good at? Uh, 
It's, uh, J- uh, Johnson said the retired right receiver has been boxing since youth, so technically this won't be his first time in the ring. Um, but he will be fighting for the first time officially in an exhibition match. Uh, well, on the undercard of the ex- of the match between Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul. Uh, the boxing event is being produced by Mayweather Promotions, Showtime, and the fan experience website Fam- Famigo. Um, the fight will be shown on pay-per-view for $50. Um, first of all, first of all, I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to be honest. Boxing ain't even really my thing, for real, for real. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I ain't finna pay no fifty damn dollars to watch Chad, uh, Chad Johnson get knocked the hell out. I'm just I'm, I'm not paying fifty dollars to watch none of them damn fights. Um, although I will say I'm I'm pleasantly surprised to see that Chad Johnson uh, has stayed in pretty remarkable shape to not have played football since what was it 2015 or somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm I you're right because um, you know. You know, no shade, because Lord knows my fat ass ain't got no room to talk. But some, you know, retired athletes definitely do kind of, like, let themselves go. And let themselves go in the sense of, like, for the average person, they still they in good shape. But for, like, an athlete, you know, they kind of let themselves go. But Chad is pretty much stayed. Like, he, like, if he wanted to unretire and play, like, at least one year again of football, I feel like he could do it. We'd be saying that. But, nah, I don't, yeah, I don't think he got it in him like that. Um what I will say is, yo, it was remarkable that time when they showed, uh, I think it was the Panthers offensive lineman mm-hmm. who retired and immediately dropped like 80 pounds. But then you look at, uh, you know what, I'm going to hit the music right here. Oof. So, yeah, uh, you know, it can vary. It can vary. And, yeah, just be careful, Chad. That's all I'm going to say. Good luck, sir. Good luck. Um, well, we're going to pause it right here and take a quick break, and then we'll be back to wrap up the show with HBCU Fashions. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com slash Flawless Noises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we're back to wrap up the show with some HBCU fashions. I'm actually excited to do these because, again, it's been a while. And we have missed y'all being trash. Um, So... (laughs) 
I'm excited for this. I think it's a good omen because I went to the HBCU Fashions page and the, one of the first ones I saw was FAMU. So we are back like we never left, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is, this is going to be, yeah. Um, okay. All right. So speaking of which, let's get started with that very fashion. Um, <clears throat> my family invite my ex to everything, but never invite my new girl. My family hates me because I left a girl that was in med school for a girl that got six kids and not even 23 yet. Fam you. I don't. What? Honestly, I feel like this nigga lying. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I am with it. it like you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of those um those uh those nigga sale pictures or nigga sale memes of like every dude that got rejected in high school's fantasy of the girl that they like saying that they don't like nerds or whatever the fuck and now they eat. Oh, the Alex R joint. Yeah. 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 Beat it, chick. Like, right. <laughs> you don't nobody talk like that. Right. <laughs> Ooh, listen, we need to defund defund niggas access to art supplies. I'm um I am okay with this. <laughs> All right, next one. I live, I live next door to this PWI guy. With his friends, he's all MAGA and Confederate flag flying. But talking to me, he said he loved the writing of Phyllis Whitley. He has complex layers and I can't stop seeing him. Fam you. Damn, them again, huh? <laughs> I am yelling. <laughs> I'm yelling at he loves the writings of Phyllis Whitley. <laughs> Girl, if you don't, listen, if you don't um, love your mega dick in silence and leave us the hell alone. Yeah, you uh, like, I mean, I in Tallahassee, I suppose it's not particularly difficult to find those kind of people. But when you find those kind of people and then befriend them, that gets kind of weird. Exactly. Talking about he got complex layers because because girl he fucking you that's what it is because <laughs> ain't no way in here you could be like oh he's MAGA and then and one befriend him let alone be in his presence like girl what you like listen just love listen listen uh which which one it is that um uh, married the racist or the moral twins which one it is was it Tamara Tamaga yes Tamag yes look look at here Tamaga if you don't go fuck mayonnaise boy and leave us the hell alone. Mm. Stay in your business. Leave us out of it. Right. Please leave us alone. All right. Oh, you know what? I just remembered. That first HBCU fashion, I think somebody from Grambling actually wrote that and just signed it for you. You know what? (laughs) You know the fuck what? (laughs) You are wrong. I mean, you're right, but you are are a terrible person. (laughs) Yeah, well. Um, Because you're not wrong. Um, Next one. Long week, rough week. I met this guy last year. We've been dating until recently. Long story short, I found out he got married months ago and has been stringing me along. I feel so heartbroken. I still have feelings for him, but I want to strike him where it hurts one of these days. Howard. He's got to fuck his wife. Either fuck his wife or fuck his barber or both. Yep. Honestly, both. That's That really would hurt. Fuck both of them. Fuck his wife and the barber. Preferably at the same time. Next That's- one. Yeah, that's, that's the quick and simple solution. Next one. I have a girlfriend I love. 
The problem is I am I am also equally in love with her mom. Her mom is 40, but it's so beautiful. She looks like a movie star. What do I do? Howard. Wait, read that one more time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will read it again. I have a girlfriend I love. The problem is I am also equally in love with her mom. Her mom looks over 40, but it's so beautiful. She looks like a movie star. What do I do? Howard. Um, I mean, you got two very distinct and very divergent options. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. You can either like start growing really close to her mom, like, and I do mean real close, like, I mean, uncomfortably close. Like, I mean, your girl is gonna think something is up close. Then you just do what you what you're so curious about, or uh, you let that woman date in her age range and stay the fuck out of grown folks. Uh, applications so i'm gonna go ahead on and say you do the second one yeah i'm 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 pretty i'm i am almost like a thousand percent sure that you should do the second option of leave your girlfriend's mom i want i want to make i want to bring that point home your girlfriend's mom i want you should leave your girlfriend's mom the hell alone and stay out grown folks business and dating proclivities um, as Bianca just so eloquently said, um, nigga, you have a girlfriend and not only is, do you have a girlfriend? It's like her, the dog, like, bro, what? I'm in love with, oh, I'm in love with, uh, <laughs> I'm in love with her mama. Thank you, Bianca. That's I, I was trying to find a way to do a meditation. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Nah, it's all good. But now what you need to do fam is, uh, you need to, let this morbid curiosity exist as the song by the great uh, classic R&B singer Lathan Grady, aka Lathan. And you need to go put that song Miss Sally on repeat and cry out your emotions about the fact that you ain't never going to get to know what this mama is like uh, on her side. And just keep it pushing. All right. Just keep it pushing. Correct. If it gets to the point where it, it invades your relationship with your girl too much, you need to let her go because she don't need to have to deal with the burden of you being a motherfucker with a weird inclination toward, uh, you know, her gene pool. Right. Like, nigga, like you trying to fuck her mom. Like, what? <laughs> you are going to jail. Just don't just, do it. I just want you to know that. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Um, next one. So my boyfriend just started hanging out with a group of girls, canceling plans with me to be with them. And when I asked to meet them, he got super defensive and broke up with me. A-A-M-U. Ooh, I, I, I know what this story is about, but I can't say. <laughs> oh, do we need the music? Uh, no, we don't need the music. I just need the listeners to use their imagination. Well, mm. Mm. But I'm telling you, think hard enough about it, you know what this story is about. It's not infidelity. It's something else. I mm, mm, it mm, yeah, it mm, it just hit me. Yep. Mm. Um I I don't advise you to necessarily cut bait now, because I could be wrong. But at the second sign, that's when you start reassessing things. Yeah. Um, good luck, young lady. 
That's all I got. Yeah, along because uh, there are things about this situation that uh, we cannot say on the air. So, uh, yeah. Um, moving on. Next one. <laughs> next one, and probably the last one. Um, my girlfriend and I been together for a while now. She put a confession about us and thought I wouldn't see it. To answer your question, yes, it's you. Maybe now you'll ask me first instead of the internet. NSU. Oh. <laughs> Nigga, this is the inception of HBCU Fashions. <laughs> That's the show title, HBCU Fashion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, we found the show title at the very end. Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> I love y'all so much. It, I've missed, uh, you know, doing the show. Uh, I've missed the banter. I've missed the weekly anticipation. Um, what I very much miss is y'all's commentary on our show. Please use the hashtag Crown of Collins when discussing. Uh, please leave us reviews because here's the thing i want to read a review on air like not for any particular reason but just because it's been a while and the thing i don't want to reread any reviews i think we've read all the ones you've gotten so far yeah but i would like to read a review on air so because you've listened to song i built this in to happen right at the end of the show Leave us a review because I want to read it. I just, I, I want to do this so badly um, because we are back. And the way I'm going to show that we're back is by getting these five-star reviews from you, the listener. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort, but what it does do is it fills the well with appreciation. And I would love to see it. So do that for your girl. Thank you for listening. Again, this is Crown of College. We are, uh, you know, been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope cast to step to. But we here. We got the recording thing worked out. Um, schedule's going to be changing a little bit. It'll be a little bit different, but nothing too wild and out of control. And we here for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to listen. Tell your friends. Tell your homies. Tell your neighbors. Tell people you don't know very well. Jeremy, you got any final words? Um, I, too, echo your thoughts um, and sentiments. I'm happy to be back. Happy to be um, back in the saddle of the recording. Um, Again, tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Leave us reviews um, and ratings, as Bianca said. We would love to read them um, and just show yeah, our give, appreciation. Matter of fact, give us a lot of reviews so me and Jeremy can trade off reading reviews. And I also know that Jeremy echoes my sentiments to stream cutting grandson. We out. All right. Bye, niggas. Baby.